Why he fighting fighting this? Why? What? 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 What, what is his goal? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Immigrant Section. It's your boy Abbas Wahab saying, "What's up? Thank you for tuning in. We got another banger for you today. Uh, got a." Sp- Special person in the studio today. Not literally a special person. <laughs> My man just looked at me. Uh, this dude's super funny. I've been seeing him on TikTok all through COVID, Instagram. Finally, I went on this guy's account, realized he was in Toronto, hit him up. The man was down. He came through. Please put it together for my guy, Jesse Georgie. My boss, appreciate you for having me, brother. Yo, I'm real excited to have you. You're, a, you're a, like a certified Toronto man, bro. <laughs> I guess you get on TikTok, on TikTok. <laughs> bro, you literally, yeah, yeah, right, right. Before this, you were like, you got that CLB and Don to go. That's the most Toronto thing I've bro, heard. Bro, it's slapping. What can I say? Isn't it funny how the whole internet was like vaccine passport and then CLB dropped and Literally. I haven't heard one thing about vaccine passport since CLB dropped. Yeah, bro. Everyone's talking about CLB. On my way here, I, I seen on like signs on the highway saying like don't forget to get vaccinated and it feels kind of like like I'm, I'm on the same side like go get vaccinated but it's kind of like I don't know, telling people like while they're driving like go get vaccinated I feel like it's kind of like something out of a movie. Like you know oh, like I mean? we're going to get into, you're going to rerun the person in front of you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Literally. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> It's like, are you vaccinated though? You know, literally. Yeah. Are, are you vaccinated? I am fully uh, vaccinated. Right? It's just like, it's so crazy. I saw one guy do a video of like asking women like on the street style, like, would you date an unvaxxed person? I'm like, what the fuck is? Uh, when did it get to this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, would you date an unvaxxed? Since when did vaxxed stuff? It's become a political party at this point. Absolutely. It's way past health stuff, bro. It's it's terrifying. Like, there's so many people now that like. I'm not going to hang out with anyone that's unvaxxed. Like, I'm not going to talk to anyone that's unvaxxed. And it's like, look, to each their own, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But, like, I'm not going to cut my friends off yeah, because yeah, we yeah. disagree on this one thing. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, bro, we're reaching the uh, we're reaching the gym, the school gym for the flu vaccine. Are you reaching? <laughs> no. That's what? Like, You're not reaching? Like, who cut anybody off because they weren't? Who gave a fuck about the flu vaccine, bro, first of all? I'm t- flu vaccine, nobody. But nobody. Like COVID is what? It's supposed yeah. to be two or three times stronger it's than that. It's different. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I know a lot of people who, like, are not about seeing anybody that's unvaxxed, which is, it's cra- like, I understand if that's what you want to do, but that's crazy to me, man. Bro. It's crazy. My buddy had COVID, like, during my, the first guy who had COVID, like, remember the first six months of COVID? No one you knew had COVID. Exactly. And then slowly, a couple of people you knew got COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy got COVID. I was smoking a joint with him the day before. Next day, he hits me up. Yo, I got COVID. Like, that STD-style message. I'm like, <laughs> fuck. I go get in line at the hospital. This is back when you couldn't do it at shoppers or anything. Like, five hours in line. Me and my girl, because she thought she had it. We didn't end up having it. Mm. But it passed through his system in fucking two days. He had the sniffles a little bit or like I I think he was not even symptomatic. But it was like I saw early on that I'm like, yo, for the young and robust, for the most part, this is nothing. This is just a a sickness. You know what I mean? Like shit that passes through the fucking society like every other thing. But they're blowing it like the proportion that this vaccination effort has gone to. Like you can't dine in at a restaurant. Think about that. It's like. I'm safe. You are not safe as the unvaccinated person. So uh, is this banning effort to f- for their sake? Bro, it's it, it's so messed up. Like I don't understand. I don't know where where this is going to end because like 
for me personally, I'm so tired of seeing every day what the cases are. Because it's going to be like that forever. Care. It's like, I don't see what the flu cases. Like, you were talking about yeah. the flu. I don't know what the flu cases are. I don't know how many people are going. I bet cancers, the, the numbers are thousands. Exactly. You know what I mean? But, it's, you know, eventually we're going to need to stop seeing these numbers. It's just, it's like, it's like ruining my life, man. A hundred percent. I was on the treadmill and it was like, Japan continues their state of emergency. Australia unleashing third booster shot. New Zealand now taking this. London now, like every, they're giving every state of the world, like their vaccination protocol update bullshit. Like, it's like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. It's like vaccine, vaccine this. CLB destroys every record. That's all the news right now. CLB, number one everywhere. Vaccine. It's fucking wild, dude. But uh, I appreciate you coming here, man. Uh, we were just talking right before this. So you're half Jordan, uh, sorry, half Egyptian, half Iraqi. Exactly. Yeah. I think I found out a couple of years ago that apparently I'm like an eighth Armenian. Yeah. But like I didn't know it for the first like 17 years of my life. So I was like, ah, I don't really count it. But I, I could see that. I got to do the, the, what is it, 23 and me? 20, 23, 21, whatever. Something like that. I got to do, I got to try that out. Ah, uh, man. I, like, I'm, for me, I feel like I'm just going to do it. It's just going to be like black, you know, or like African or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> what am I, what? You got to pay for it. Yeah, I thought it was like, like a free, no? I thought it was like a free subsidized service for like data collection efforts. Yeah. But no, it's a fucking people are like for birthday present, here's your thing. But it's like $200. Yeah. I don't like It'd be I don't dope care if that like much. yeah exactly like it'd be dope if it told you like something out of like you had no idea like, like I'm part like I'm part Asian I'm part part South it's American like you're thirty percent like gay damn yo, these things read everything <laughs> but bro like it's like I don't want to spend two hundred dollars just to find out that I'm exactly what I thought I was yeah, yeah, yeah right and and even if you see the full pie breakdown what what's it gonna do to you exactly. oh bro I'm one percent Norwegian <laughs> okay that's that's it's it's fun when like. A group of your friends all do it at once. Exactly. And you're like, it's like test results. You're like, oh, no, yeah, or whatever. But by yourself, it's like, it's like I'm more African than you are. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm more I, Arab than you. Ah, and then the fucking novelty wears off in eight minutes. Exactly. You know? But um, but fuck, dude. Did all the TikToks and stuff that you started making, did you get in? Because I was making stuff big time during, uh, I was like hard in TikTok content creation yeah. uh, during COVID. And that, step me into that world mm. i didn't like i'm a stand-up and uh like i had to pivot because everything stopped yeah. so i was like oh well, let me you know let me get an audience here blah blah blah, all that shit right uh and i came across your shit i don't know if you were a content creator before if, if it had happened during like i don't even know what you do for work yeah. man like <laughs> so I, I wasn't i wasn't on tiktok before covid so probably a couple months before covid always had friends telling me like yo you should start doing tiktoks you start doing tiktoks i would send them like funny videos or just like little skits or just just stupid shit to be honest that you just send them i would like, just send to my boys yeah. to, to some of my friends that kind of stuff and i had a bunch of people like you should do tiktok you should do tiktok and i was like bro i'm not trying to do that, that I, like i thought it looked corny as hell i was like just a bunch of 12 year olds dancing and a bunch of people shaking their ass i'm yeah. like that's not for me um and then i downloaded it and you just get pulled into that rabbit hole. You start to find kind of your side of TikTok. And yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah, Damn, yeah. this is actually kind of heat. So started making a couple of videos. And one of the first ones kind of just blew up out of nowhere. Like I posted it, thought it was good, whatever. Go have lunch with my mom and sister. And uh, I just keep checking my phone. I refresh. It's like 1,000 views. I'm like, all right, bet. Yeah. And then I refresh again, 2,000, 3,000. 4,000. I'm like, bro, what the hell's happening? And in my head, I'm like, it's not going to get more than 5,000 views. It's just like a one day little viral thing for me. At the time, I was like, 5,000, that's like viral. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then end of the day, it's at like 50,000 views. I'm like, shit, like, 
This is a maybe, real number. Maybe I got something yeah, here. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like 50,000 people watch this and I got so many likes on this. I'm like, bro, let me let me see what I can do with it. So kept making videos, a few more, kept getting views, kept getting views. And then a couple months down the line, Toronto Man started. And then I added in like the, the Middle Eastern character Yusuf as well. And a year and a half later, here we are. Yo, man, that's that's how it goes down. And I see you putting them on Instagram and everything. Did you start doing like sponsor deals and all that shit? Not until recently, like a couple of months ago. Because it, for it's me, it's tough. something. It's tough because, look, I would love for it to be like my full time job where I'm making money. But yeah. I also don't want every other video I drop to be a sponsored video because oh, then can't. I feel like a sellout. You know what I mean? You're burning your audience. Exactly. So I want to like for me, it's I I I've been starting to do them more, but it's really like pick and choose what I want to do. If I if I like like the company if i think i can actually make a funny video based on it like, i don't want to do one of those videos where it has nothing to do with what i with what my content is and i'm just doing it for the money you yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah tiktok's all about like i i did a couple too where it's like y- y- here's the money you come up with it you just have to include the thing exactly in your own theme but uh, sometimes it's harder sometimes like yes yes to the money then you're sitting there like what the fuck yeah and I bro do? it's hard to say no because it's like like, bro, I'm 23. I got a lot of student debt to pay off. Like, and, and some companies are reaching out. I'm like, man, like that, that, that's a decent amount of money. And all I have to do is like make some videos, that kind of stuff. And obviously it's not easy, but I mean, like sometimes it's hard to say no to money, man. It's oh, very hard. I get that, dude. What, do you have an engineering degree? No, because <laughs> I'm Middle East. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I actually, I studied sport media. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, it was, a, it was a rough conversation with my parents when I told them I wanted to be on TV for sports. But you graduated. Yeah, yeah, I just graduated. Okay, sick. And, and no regrets in the program? No, no, not at all, not at all. Like, so going, like, grade 12, all my life, basically, I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. Yeah. I don't know if I actually want to be a lawyer. My it's parents want me to be a lawyer. They plant seeds early Exactly. On. But I was like, You're uh, like, I don't want to be a doctor or engineer. Yeah, I Therefore, didn't. I didn't. Exactly. I want to like, be so a that's lawyer. the only other option. There's three options. <laughs> yeah. So whole, my whole life, I'm like, I'm going to be a lawyer. And then it wasn't until grade 12, uh, I had a girlfriend at the time who was like, you love sports. Like, why don't you, why don't you try and do something with that? And I'm like, ah, like, is that really even a job? Like, do people actually, can you go to school for that? And then I found Ryerson's sport media program. And I was like, Maybe I can. And I told my parents. My dad was cool with it. He's a huge sports guy. But telling my mom that was... Uh, it's like heartbreaking. It was, yeah, it was a, it was a little bit, but as soon as I told her, like... It's like I'm smoking crack. <laughs> literally, yeah. It's like yeah, I give up on life. But I told her, I'm like, look, I might be on TV one day. And as soon as I said that, like my mom, like all she wants to do is see me on TV yeah, and tell yeah. her friends, like, yeah, my son's this big <laughs> shot. So once I said TV, she was on board. That's so funny. I've said this before, but... All of I, I have an engineering degree and I was an engineer first. Like I did, I, I, I in your scenario, I would have became a lawyer and said, fuck that and gone into the sports yeah. stuff. So it's good that you nipped it in the butt and were like, let's just think about what I actually want to do Absolutely. and do that. Because I now, wasted a lot of time. Looking at it now, like, thank was God. N- no chance I would have been a lawyer. There's yeah. no chance. Not for me. It's not for me. It's awesome you were honest with yourself early. A lot of people can't be. A lot of people are like, yeah, but it's like, fuck honesty. It's like, this is my path. This is It's been written. I'm going to be one of these things. So I did all that and then f- got out of it mm. and like hopped in into this world. And uh, my parents, they thought I lost my mind, right? Because I was an engineer for three years and I was like, fuck all oh, that. Oh, so you got you had the job and like you were doing it. Well, I, lived, I, was, I was in Silicon Valley. like as Really? A, yeah. Like in San Fran, like 
program manager for a tech startup. You and know, you just said, screw it, I'm going to be well, like Well, I got fired. That it, helped. Oh, <laughs> I got laid off. Go. The company went bankrupt. Yeah. But when I came back to Canada, I'm like, fuck, no more engineering, man. I'm done. Like, yeah. I, it, at that point, I've already been doing open mics every night for a year. Okay. So I'm like, I'm just going to go fully into stand-up. And I told you I'm from London, moved to Toronto. And for a couple of years, my parents were, what the, they're like, this guy's lost it. He's fucking, he's lost it. Something, a screw's loose or something, yeah. right? And then I booked some McDonald's billboard. They're doing a spicy, remember, I don't remember a couple of years back there, they had billboards all over that were like, what's your spice face? And like, you would have a thing. Bro, I'm so, a McDonald's connoisseur. I yeah. love that. So yeah, I know, I know all the ads. I know exactly okay, what you're so talking Okay, so I was about. the black guy. They had an Asian guy and a white guy and a white, a white girl a and a black rainbow. guy. <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%. I have a whole bit about it. When I showed up, it was like a fucking, it was like a deck of cards. Yeah. McDonald's wants one for everyone. But uh, when my when my mom saw me on that billboard, that's it. That's it. That's it. I didn't have you to, and it. it has nothing to do with stand up at all or yeah. the efforts I'm making. But seeing that was enough to be like, okay, you're good, dude. Keep doing your thing. Clearly, you got something figured out. And what about your dad? My dad was like, yeah, fuck you, McDonald's billboard all <laughs> over Canada. Yeah, like no more questions after that. Nothing to do with what I'm trying to do. Yeah. But it's once they have something to show. That's my son to their friends and community. That's all it really takes. One thousand percent. That's know, that's really it. Like TikTok's not even my job yet. I'm, like anytime my mom's talking about me, he's like, he's on TikTok. You you watch? Do you have TikTok? I'll show you my son's. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's it's ridiculous, but I mean, whatever makes her happy. It's so funny, man. It's so crazy. So now that you launch this podcast, is the hope to like? Are you trying to like? Because TikTok and all that. Actually, this is a. <laughs> When you try to post an ad with TikTok, do you notice how the second you include a product, people like run like it's like a stampede. Like when people sniff an ad, they avoid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it could be the funniest video, but just the at at like at Dasani Waters Halit or whatever. They're yeah. like, oh, that's an ad. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, honestly, for me, it's been like fifty fifty. Of course, I get that, but like I got some like re- really loyal fans who are like, they'll they'll put comments like. This is like the first ad I've watched like from the beginning to end. I'm like, damn, like, okay, like I, I like that. But 100%, it's like you'll get those people who think you're a seller who just they're not just going to skip right away, which I totally understand. Like I see tons of ads. I'm just like, all right, next video. Fuck yeah. With what's it called? With the, like I was saying, with the podcast, are you trying to secure? Because that's the thing now. This podcast time, this podcast thing, like you just launched a podcast and yeah. it's called The Georgie Vibe. And uh, is it pretty much a sports podcast? No, nothing to do with sports. So, well, I mean, basically what it is is, the, or my idea for it, we've only posted two episodes. I got one more in the bank and I'm recording another one this week. How to roll um, backwards? <laughs> none of that. None, none, tutorials? See, that, that's Hood actually, man tutorials? That's actually one thing. Like, I really wanted to, t- like, not have Toronto man involved in the podcast. Gotcha, gotcha. So, for me, the idea was, like, on, on on TikTok, the vast majority of my videos are skits or like me being Toronto man, me being a uh, Middle Eastern uncle, that kind of stuff. And I don't get to show my side that much. And I notice the few times where I do, the videos don't do well, which is fine. It, it's totally cool. But I kind of wanted a platform or a bigger platform where I can really show who Jesse is, not DK, not Yusuf, none of that. So I was like, yeah, let me do a podcast. And honestly, I just love talking to people, love starting conversations, seeing people's point of views, that kind of stuff. So I was like, let me bring a different guest on every week. And basically the conversation will will be based around whatever that person is about. So like, for example, last week I just had um, 
he was a an anchor at Sportsnet, now works for the Toronto Star. Um, his name is Brendan Dunlop. He's like a sports veteran. So like for that example, that episode yeah. was was, base, was yeah. basically you about sports. You just keep listing sports Exa- things. Yeah. Like, it sounds like a sports podcast. <laughs> but the first episode was like my best friend, just chopping yeah. it up, talking about like... So it's it's like your Rogan podcast. It's your podcast. I love period. Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. I love Joe Rogan. You listen to every episode? Not, bro, every episode. That's too much. Yeah. Every episode is like three hours long, but like... There was a time when I did. I used to work at this factory job, worst job I ever had, like just just terrible. But the only thing that got me through it was you can have uh, earbuds in and I would listen to like three episodes of the Joe Rogan podcast every single day. Yeah, that, that this was like back at the 700s, 800s. Yeah. Or when, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then I used to listen to like everyone too. With the Spotify one, it's like, hey, Rogan, interview this artist who's releasing an album soon. It's like... Is that how it's going now? I, it Like... He wouldn't have had Miley Cyrus before Spotify. You don't think so? No. no? Miley Cyrus. Yeah. It's like, that's like a, I, that's some weird thing that it's like, I never listened to that episode, but I kind of want to listen. I'm not oh, like dismissing her or anything. It was a good episode. It was a good episode. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, it was the best episode yeah. ever. Because it's not like, it's not like he was asking her questions about like Hannah Montana and that kind of, like she was keeping it real. Like what her, what her life is like now. Like but her that's dad what I'm like saying. lives on a ranch and stuff. Like, it's like now, it's be- it, before it used to be this, like the fringes of society and A-listers. And then with the Spotify, it's become more like a Leno type, Jay Leno night, like the A-listers of the movies and yeah. the top musicians. Where it's like, that's sick. That's sick. But it's like, that was the best part about Rogan is you'd have someone on who would not be on any other platform. Like, remember that super fat guy that like infiltrated the KKK? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The black guy, the right? The black guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, with that, the crazy voice? Yeah, yeah. That was a great episode. That was an incredible episode. Amazing. I'm like, you wouldn't... this guy wouldn't be on any other yeah. thing like that kind of stuff like more of those crazy types who've dedicated their life to one random thing did you see him have that north korean girl on uh like yeah a i saw the north ago. korean episode crazy, crazy episode. right it's crazy over there like it's wild to think that like holocaust shit is happening right yeah. now we're like bro and like the craziest thing is like most people have no idea that th- that any of this is going on like we're here living our lives like clb just dropped like, what's your favorite song and like people are out here in north korea like starving concentration to camps yeah it's wild did you watch um how to become a tyrant i've watched a couple episodes i had to watch the saddam hussein one because yeah. i'm iraqi so yeah. i was like i gotta watch that episode with my dad yeah that's I a home watched, game yeah <laughs> i haven't that's watched a, all of home it, court for you yeah. yeah 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 it's a good it's a good show though did your dad grow up in iraq by the way yeah, so he um, he was born in Iraq, but he had to, bro. The, the the story is like honestly, I could sell the the story rights to like Universal, but basically he had to move to Lebanon uh, at a pretty young age. I think like as like he was he was a teenager. He had to move to, to Lebanon um, because his parents had passed away. So yeah, he was like living as like an orphan in Lebanon. But yeah, so like he grew like up in like, a refugee camp or like uh, just no, like in he was the- he was like living at a like at his school. Like he oh. lived at his school. It was like uh, like nuns taught at the school, and like he lived there with his brother. Bro, you're literally saying the story of Queen's Gambit. Did he get really good at chess? Is <laughs> no your dad chess. really good at chess? <laughs> it he didn't a good go to hunter. chess. He was rep? a good hunter. He was a good volleyball volleyball player. Yeah, yeah. So wow, man, that's that's wild to hear. Yeah. And then how do you make it to Canada? Uh, so he had so he's the oldest brother. He has one. He had two brothers. One is one year younger than him, and the young uh, the middle brother moved to Montreal in like the late '80s. Um, and then my All you dad need just, is one. Yeah, you need, you need one. He's like, yeah. Yusuf, and his name's actually Yusuf. Yeah, <laughs> and he's yeah, like, Yusuf, yeah. I'm on my way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, did you, are you basing that character off your uncle? Honestly, then? no, not yeah. at all. Not at all. <laughs> no, no, just, just the name. But, uh, it, honestly, the Yusuf. Are you cool with that uncle? Yusuf? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. Montreal still? Uh, no, so he lives in Oakville now. Okay, yeah. so everyone kind of made their way to Ontario. No, the youngest brother is living in Copenhagen, Denmark. 
Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I visited him once. Super sick guy. He's dope. He's hilarious. But uh, yeah, so we got one in Ajax, one in Oakville, one in Copenhagen. And, th- and they're all orphans. Like they're they're orphaned and stayed together. Yeah. So I think I might be telling the story wrong. But so my my dad's dad or my grandfather, he passed away first. And uh, and then my dad and the middle brother went to Lebanon, but the youngest brother stayed with the mom for some reason. Yeah. And then she died a couple of years later, I think. Man, how did they go? If you don't mind, like that's the timing. Was it related to? Let's see. This is Iraq at the time. It had anything to do with Saddam or? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. You, your dad's never told <laughs> like, you. He, it's one of those things where, like, unless I ask him explicitly, like, why did this happen? Yeah. He's not going to okay, talk about gotcha. it. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so then it's on some shit that. Yeah, I don't, I don't even yeah, know. You didn't need to open up the tomb on this. <laughs> That's wild, though. That's It's crazy how. You know what's crazy is the other day. There was the air show here in Toronto. Yeah. That jet was fucking going. I don't know if you live in Toronto, but like downtown. I was I was actually in Toronto and, and I just heard like planes. I'm like, bro, why do I hear these planes like so freaking loud? That jet it was one like, yeah, it was a couple planes doing their fucking acrobatics mm-hmm. and the one like straight up like F eighteen or F twenty two, whatever the fuck that Raptor jet yeah. things. And it's ho- it's literally like someone joyriding it around downtown. And like it reminds you of how crazy peaceful it is here. That the sound of a jet is like, what is that sound? You know what I mean? Like, it is so, the default in Canada, it's so crazy, stable, secure, and peaceful. Yeah. That just the fucking sound of the tool of war jet that is normal shit. Bro, it's yeah, just the sound probably, of it. You're like, what is that, that sound? <laughs> like, someone clicks snooze. Yeah. You know, you know, Bro, I'm you done. literally sleep through that in the Middle East and a lot of areas in the Middle East, a lot of places around the world. Like, but here, it's like, this is like news. I'm like, gee, like, the, that sound is so, like, I've, I've honestly heard more lions roar in my life <laughs> than hear that sound. You know what I mean? Like, there's a, at least a fucking zoo around here, right? Yeah. Like, it's crazy how peaceful it is. And it's, it's amazing. It's so easy to take for granted what we have here because my parents born in I was born in Sudan too. Okay. And I came when I was six. So I started grade one here. Mm. So I'm pretty much like a lot of people, unless I tell them that, they're like, they, you seem like you were, you born, were born here. here yeah. But like I've gone back and um, we have such a leg up here. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's like on one level, I'm like people like us uh, that come either were there or our parents were there. So that the vibe is like... Seize this, seize this fucking the the fruits of this garden you are in. You know what I mean? That vibe. On one level, I'm like, man, if we don't do it big, we're wasting it. But then on another level, it's like, man, it's such a privilege to just be able to live peacefully. You don't have to like kill it yeah. by some like Hollywood standards no, to right. justify being here. Absolutely, it's like just live a good life. No, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's tough because like a lot of us kind of get that pressure for pressure or pressure from our parents. Sorry. That are like, man, we came here, like, like my dad, like, went through a civil war, like, my mom, like, living in Egypt, like, it wasn't easy. They came here to make sure that we have a good life. So it's like, if you don't meet the highest expectations, then you're kind of like a failure. Exactly. Yeah, but no, I I agree with you. Which is not true. Yeah. Because remember, at the end of the day, and a lot of, I I say this a lot because there's a lot of, like, young kids who listen, who are, like, in that grade 12 where they're, like, prepping their six courses. What am I going to do with my life? yeah, 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 that shit where it's like, Sure, your parents are pushing this, this, and this, but remember, society needs fucking 10,000 other professions to operate. Yeah. So if you know you have a passion in one of those, I would say pursue that thing over these coveted list of things yeah. because 
over the long, like the long course, it's gonna do. It's gonna serve you way more to be in a thing that you're actually passionate in, 1, where interest is actually the driving force of what you're doing, rather than hunger for money. Absolutely, I get. I get in this like kind of conversation with my mom all the time because. She always wants me to like get a job that gets a lot of money and money's everything. You know what I mean? Because obviously she didn't have a lot of it growing up. But for me, I try, I try talking to her about all the time. I'm like, look, money's important. Don't get it twisted. I know it's important. But for me, the most important thing is doing something that I wake up every day and I'm actually excited to go to work or actually enjoy what I'm doing. That is for me way more important than making money. Yeah. I mean, that's lost on a lot of people. Like to a lot of people that may sound like, Oh, that's that that's that broke nigga yeah, talk right exactly. there. Yo, that's that broke nigga talk right there. You yeah. know what I mean? But bro, I'm telling you, I got a lot I know a lot of people who got a lot more money than me and they're not happy. Yeah, yeah dude. So it's I'm like, so what I am I doing there. it for? So what am I doing it for? Like you get more money, okay, it solves a lot of problems, it just creates new problems. More money, more money, more problems. Exactly. Bro. Like uh, people and it's hard to explain to people of that generation that are just like fucking running towards stability and security. You can't explain to them. It's like I want to. It's what I want to do. You know, it's like shut up and fucking get the secure thing. Yeah. All we know is that society will always need doctors and engineers yeah. and lawyers. That's debatable, but doctors and engineers and lawyers and business people like. So we're pushing you. We're hedging our bet, trying to push you into something that is needed. Forget about what you like. Let's make your skill something required, so, which is a very reasonable thought to have for your offspring. You know what I mean? Like to take care of them after you're done. Of course. But it's like really the best thing to do, which isn't an immigrant thing to do because this is a very privileged thing, is to find out your kids' passions and interests and cultivate that. Yeah. That's something that like a lot of white people, like like my white friends growing up, they'd be in multiple sports. Yeah. And they would, my, on the way driving back, they'd be like, so how are you liking soccer? And they would have feedback with yeah. their like they would be like, I was not like that for me, bro. <laughs> it's like we paid for the soccer you're playing. Go, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, my dad fucking twenty years is making fun of me because in third grade I put me in a house league and I'm standing there biting my nails because <laughs> I have anxiety from religion. <laughs> what position did you play? I'm fucking midfield or some shit. He's like, go. He's, the whole drive is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not even. I pay for this and you just biting. And I'm like, bro. Bro, I'm not even about this soccer. It's like that, man. And like you're talking about stability. Like stability is important, but I feel like in our generation, it's becoming less and less common. Like especially in my in my field, like sport media. Like they tell us from the beginning, like the the vast majority of jobs in the sport media industry are freelance. Like producers, directors. It's like most people don't have a job. Like oh, I'm a producer for TSN or ESPN or sports. It's just I'm a director, and I'll get hired for from whichever company hires me. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the the, the way that these freelance jobs work is they pay you. A lot more yeah. for a small concentrated project. Yeah. You may be on your own fucking in limbo for four months without Absolutely. anything. With no benefits, no nothing. With no nothing. And that's on you. You know, like the, you pursued this thing. But that project you did that took, what, a month? That's going to be three, four months of regular shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's not like you. if you work a month, you're getting paid a regular month of a job. The job stretches out your salary. Exactly. So you're covered for the year. And that gives you freedom. It gives you freedom. And forget even the freedom. If you wake, it's just about waking up and being like, I want to do this thing. Yeah. If you don't have that, fuck it. Exactly. Fuck it. A lot of people sleep on that, man. A lot of people just just 
roll with the punches and they're just like, hey, man, this, I don't like this job, but it's, it pays, so I'm going to keep doing it. It's like, man, you can live a completely different life. And, I'm not, and don't get twisted. Like you said, it is absolutely a privilege. There's a lot of people who are in a position where they can't quit their job. They can't just be like, no, I'm going to go do this because this is what I want to do because they got responsibilities. They got people they got to take care of. But if you are if you are young and in high school or you're in the position where you have the ability to to pursue something that you love over making a whole bunch of money, I think it's I think it's an easy an easy decision. And money doesn't and let's remember money doesn't come quick in whatever profession or fucking specialty skill you pursue. Money is always that long fruit harvest that like seasons down the road. It's never like I want to be a doctor. Okay, so for your undergrad, for your medical school, to your residency, and then that's ten years in. And then you're and hundreds then of thousands of dollars in debt. In debt, but you've got six big six figures, and you're gonna get a house right away because yeah. you're probably settling down. You're in your early thirties, so it compounds. You get money for yeah. sure, but it comes at a cost, and everything is like that. So it's like I've made money. And I went running away because the money, like in engineering at some point, it's like sign here, you get this salary, a low 100,000s. And just know that if you get an email at, you know, if you get an urgent email at 9 p.m., you are expected to answer it that night. Mm -hmm. Like it's like suddenly you're not on a 40-hour thing anymore. Suddenly you are responsible for a product and it goes outside hours and it like... Suddenly, this becomes your life, and you realize I signed my life away, so to speak, outside of weekends and three weeks of vacation a year, for you know, like let's say 110 grand. Yeah. You know, when I was in school, I was like, man, if I make a fucking 100 grand, yo, everything was yeah. I did. I literally yeah. did. I got a 435. <laughs> I leased it. I was in San Fran. I was doing all the things that I thought I would Silicon love. Valley, man, of course. Bro, I went running from that. I mean, like, keep in mind, I was laid off, so I was thrown aside. <laughs> but like, the level of resentment and anxiety in my life of just doing something you're not supposed to be doing mm. is just it brings so much unrest and unease into your life that's it's not worth the money it's yeah. like you're a fucking disintegrating human thing yeah and I, like for me personally i know it works for some people but i don't want to have one of those jobs where i have to always be on at all times like like you were talking about your job i have a friend like he just graduated he got uh from uh, mechanical engineering and yet he has a great job and this is different because he actually as of right now he says he loves it he's enjoying it yeah. and i believe him. like uh, no, no, he's uh, he's half Japanese, half white. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a very efficient person <laughs> exactly, with yeah. half the privilege, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, but he's like, he, so he's enjoying it, but so it's a salary job. And I'm like, oh, so like how much are you working? Because I'm, I'm expecting him to work eight hours a day, that kind of thing. And he's like, honestly, now I'm working like 12 hours a day, like most days. And I'm like, I'm like, but you're not getting paid any extra, right? Because the salary's like, no, it's just like, this it's is the culture, job. man. Yeah, like, this is the job. The it's job the has to get done. So I got to find time to finish. I'm like, man, like, I'm happy that he's enjoying it. And I hope he continues to. But for me, I, I not for me. Not for I me. couldn't do that. The company I work for had that too. It had that culture mm. where it's like, yeah, you're not leaving right when you're. We need I, you. Yeah, exactly. But there were such passionate people that worked in the hardware thing. They were fucking, they wanted this thing to work. That, I'm like, if you don't have that, you shouldn't be here. Yeah. But those people are 100%. They'll be sad anywhere else. Yeah. They love this environment. You know what I mean? It's like everything has an ideal group of people for it. Mm. And you just got to be honest with yourself. Like, does this, am I going against the grain or with the grain? And if you're going against, fucking jump ship. Either jump ship or start pivoting into something that you actually like and do it. Because like I said, I would open mics for a year yeah. at night after the office. It's not, you can't just jump. Until this day, I'm not 
<laughs> financially sound off of stand up. Like mm. I still gotta, I still gotta like do acting and MC weddings and get my money one way or another. But the freelance world, ooh, not only does it give you crazy tax flexibility, bro, but it's just it's sick to know it's gonna be different every week. And you're happier, right? Yeah, there's yeah. zero comparison. Yeah. Like I say this, like my income now, my income now is, I swear to God, 20% of what it was five years ago. And you're happier? Probably at least two to three times happier. Like, my income now, it like, when I was 25, I was making six times what I make right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, it's zero comparison to the, the quality of life. I'm way busier now. The amount of hours I invest in doing all this stuff, there's zero comparison. But the way I look at it is the way the reason people get paid, they think a disproportionately crazy amount for the entertainment shit, is because they're getting paid for all these fucking hours they put this yeah. 10 years at the top. I'm gonna get I feel like I'm gonna get my just desserts for this, but you have to forego m- like money now yeah. for the long term. But if you have the interest in the morning that drives you when you wake up, it's fucking it's I don't wanna say it's easy, but it's not pulling teeth by any means and it's and like it's a happy busy like you say you're busier now but you're busier doing something that you enjoy doing and like like going back to i told you i like i had i had this really like shitty job i hated it when i was younger it was was, what was it the warehouse yeah it was was a factory job but uh it was uh what what would you make we made seats for chrysler cars oh dude i love it okay i worked automotive industry yeah yeah. so what was it um uh what was the company called it's called lear 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 l-e-a-r yeah I was thinking the Jets. <laughs> no, 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 but it's in uh, it was in Ajax. It was Ajax. in Ajax. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so right, clo- like very close to home. So you worked on a line. Yeah, worked yeah. on a line. So um, union. Uh, yeah, but like I wasn't I, there was, but like I wasn't even there long enough to like see that like gotcha, yeah, get any yeah, of the go that route. From. Yeah, but so I started doing that job, and like like you said, like there were people who like I saw like love doing that stuff, but for me, like look, nothing nothing wrong with the job specifically, but the whole time I was doing that job, I'm just like, man. I hate this. Yeah, oh, I hate this oh. so much. Like doing the exact same thing for eight hours a day, just like, and every like I've tried so many different roles. They were all the same. I was like, okay, put s- six screws in. Yeah, hit, hit the button. Next chair, six screws in. Eight hour. I'm like, this is mind numbing. It was just messing with oh, me. Yeah. And I and the rest of my day, I would just I would just be depressed for lack of I'd just be sad. Like either I do there's two shifts. It's there robot. Was, it's yeah, a robot's job. Literally, it, it was a, it was. A, uh, either 6 to 3 job 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. or 3 p.m. to 11 so if I'm doing the 6 p.m. to 3 after 3 I'm just sad with the rest of the day I'm like huh, I want to go to sleep or if I'm doing the 3 to 11 I feel like I have no day to enjoy that's why there's a lot of people I know that it's like they uh, they're very talented in one artistic thing and they're still hanging on to the day job which I get yeah. for financial reasons but I'm like you gotta realize that there was so many nights that when I was doing the corporate stuff that I just you're physically taxed. You yeah. are. You mentally, you are taxed. It's like you. A human does not have the bandwidth for two things. You know what I mean? It's like at one point you have to pick or choose. You can't be fifty percent into this and fifty percent into this. Yeah. You got to put your whole life energy into one thing. I agree. I agree. And like, with that job, there were like the reason. The reason I think so many people work there is because it was one of those jobs where I start off making like great stability, twenty five yeah. an hour. I, like no, I wasn't. Shit. I wasn't. Here's the thing. I wasn't making good money. It was honestly pretty close to minimum wage. But it was one of those jobs where if you stay there for I think it was a year, like your pay triples gotcha. right away. So it's like everyone's just trying to make it to that point, and then like you're making good money, but it's still a job that that you'd hate going to every day. Exactly. And I went to Calgary about ten years back to visit my actually no, like six years back to visit my buddy, 
Do you remember Calgary when everyone, like 10 years ago, everyone moved to Calgary? So that's Do you where remember the money that? was. That's yeah, where the jobs bro. Were, yeah. It was the fucking job. Like, I don't even know what to call it. It was like an oil rush or whatever the fuck. Everyone was moving there. Yeah. And I went to visit my buddy six years ago. Nobody is from Calgary. When you go there, nobody has roots or memories from Calgary. Yeah. They're all there just to work. And the whole conversation was like, yo, I know this fucking warehouse, bro. 26 an hour, you start two weeks like uh, this. Yeah, but yo, I know this overnight cold storage spot. Yo, 30 an hour. Like, it's all the whole conversation was comparing hourly rates. No fault. No, like, and like, e like saying easy job, high hourly rate. Yeah. N no other topic to be discussed. That's all. It's like, bro, you can't beat me. 33 an hour and you can sit. Beat that, you know bro, what I mean? It's, like it's so like funny you say that. Yourself. It's so funny you say that because that was the conversation that for me, like me and my boys were having when we were like in high school. Because there was there was this uh, warehouse um, where like it was just putting food together, food pallets together, and uh, like it was the job. Like the joke was like who could last there the longest because it was so like just depressing. The Everyone highest hate it. like um, the lowest retention rates. Exactly. Turnover like crazy. Exactly. I know. I had friends who literally quit. Their first shift, yeah. And then I have some friends who lasted like a year, and everyone's like, "Yo, that guy's a savage." I'm like, "Bro, I could not imagine. Spe I don't want to say wasting years because you're making good money, but just a year of my life just just not happy because of this stupid job." Yo, I yeah, I just can't get over doing a job that it's like, a, this is a robot's job. This company just doesn't want to invest in this many robots yeah. yet because they don't want their cash poor. Like, look at Tesla, all new vehicle plants. They're almost all the lines are automated robots, mm. but Chrysler plants and the whole supply chain is built off of the human like line. Oh. So if they're new plants, they're going to have way more automation, but because they're old, they need humans. So they got to fill them in. So they got to pay them accordingly. It's like, I don't want to do that job. Yeah. I don't want to like, especially now, but even back then it's like, I don't want to do a job. I know I'm going to be rushing to quit. Mm -hmm. What's the point of this headache? You know what I mean? It bro, it just doesn't make sense. But so many people do it because, like you said, the like, money, they, they yeah, want the, the money. money. They want the money. Like that that job I was with, the factory job. Like I'm look, I'm thinking about it now. Like every one of those jobs could have been automated. Like it was it was simple stuff. Like some of them were like as easy as like just steam the seat. You're telling me a robot can't steam the seat? Oh yeah, <laughs> but it, like uh, a fucking robot that's like you need like a smart robot that they want to get robots that cannot just steam the seat but can relearn a new thing afterwards because if i pay 100 g's for this steaming thing and now the that we change the process such that it comes steamed yeah. i just wasted 100 if i can't reteach this thing to do an, and that makes it ex way more expensive yeah. but you can reteach humans you know yeah I mean? exactly oh by the way now you're putting three bolts over here yeah with this thing you know it's like it's crazy but it's like people just get people Get into the rat race of making money quick. No one is really being like, hey, if, that, if you have a shitty, depressed feeling inside, you don't have to have that. Yeah. You know, you don't have to have that. But what happens really quick is once you start making money, the, the less happy you are, and I learned this firsthand, the less happy you are, the deeper you go into toys. Travel, like, and travel is one of the best ways to spend money, in my opinion, but still. I used to travel as a form of escapism, yeah. not as a form of like curiosity to see the world. It's Where like, would you go? I got to get the, oh, like I've been to Japan. I've been Europe, China. I was saying I worked in China a little bit, but like I would just get the fuck out of this yeah. office. Like it's my vacation. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't even like, and now to just give another example of like, now when I come back from like a trip, I'm so excited on the way back. I want to come back. I don't yeah. like leaving this. The I call this like the mothership or like 
uh, what's it called? Like, what's mission control kind mission of thing? Control, like, yeah. I don't want to leave. Like, everything, I've cut all the thumbnails. There's a million things to do always. Yeah. Update the website, whatever, right? But, bro, back in the day when I had my fucking my engineering gig, yo, that day or two before the vacation when you're wrapping up your trip or before you're like, you dread dread that going back in you're like yeah. fuck it's over fuck no, if you have it. that feeling you're not in the right thing no i absolutely agree with you and I'm, I'm with you i think travel is one of the best ways like i can't like i can't wait to have a little bit more money start traveling more and but the the, the thing is is it's great to travel it's great to want to travel but like you said it, there's a difference between traveling to escape what you're trying to do and then and traveling for traveling adventure, for adventure yeah. and then be also being excited to go back to what you've what you've been doing they, the most excited the most thing i enjoy is doing what i actually have built to do and travel is like fucking candy right yeah. i i don't want, want it to be like like it used to be like bro i would fucking hit the airport and we'd be killing the beer like the alcohol to be drunk on the flight so it's like let's begin escaping now <laughs> exactly <yeah. laughs> you know what i mean like, yeah and bro we a lot got of a seven day that. countdown or whatever. a lot of people bro i used to uh i used to work at the airport for uh playstation we had like a little a little a little setup a little kiosk basically you had a black polo with playstation blue on polo, it? Blue, polo, blue polo black yeah. pants yeah that's my guy <laughs> but uh but it, no, the it best was, buy outfit it literally yeah. <laughs> literally just yeah. changed the logo yeah. but it was uh it was a dope job i enjoyed it but I'd see all these people traveling every day and so many people at the bar just getting trying to get wasted before the flight and I'll be like, bro, they're probably just trying to just trying to escape, trying to get oh. away from from everything, all the responsibilities, everything they gotta do. A hundred percent. And keep in mind too, a lot of it is expensive. So it's like alcohol is a dangerous thing, especially especially in the traveling sales department. For those people in the traveling sales profession, alcohol is like a double-edged sword because you want to take out a client for a steak and drinks, you know what I mean? And like cushion up to them, right? Because it helps the account or whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, those two things get tied in a way that you can't untie where it's like they're drinking. Like I worked with a VP of sales one time who was a fucking straight up like alcoholic. And like I, I saw this where it's like they – measure their success by the higher level of lounge access that yeah. they have achieved because they fly so much and accrue so many hotel and flight reward miles that they're in the highest lounges drinking whiskey but in a nicer chair you yeah, know what i mean exactly. like getting fucking paler and bigger nose and bigger fucking everything like it's rotting you but like you've just gone on the rat race of making sure next year's income is higher than this year's income yeah and then that's a fucking dirty cycle uh, yeah exactly i was gonna say it's a cycle is you put yourself in that world and now it's all you see and it's all what you're surrounded by all your friends are doing the same thing all your co-workers are doing the same thing it's just a vicious cycle and it's, it, the the deeper you stay in it the longer you stay in it the harder it is to pull yourself out of there yeah because you're gonna get a three series lease yeah. right and then you're gonna get a place and then what's gonna happen there's no way you're gonna downsize your place or go with a fucking like uh or get a Camry after that. You're gonna get a five series or you're gonna go Mercedes or you're gonna get an Audi and you're gonna get a bigger place. You always have to step up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be, like it's you don't just want to, human nature. Wants to take a step you, down. It represents that you are progressing and yeah. moving forward. And especially during the, like our like when you're in your twenties and thirties, it's like I'm supposed to be moving up. I'm not supposed to be taking a step back. And that's kind of how it's viewed. Exactly. That's why I leased, bro, twenty three, I went into BMW, I leased the three year lease for a car that was 25% of my net income a month was the lease. Really? <laughs> yeah. 25%? But I grew up broke. Yeah. I made four Gs after tax. You needed it was that a Beamer. G. 
You needed that Beamer. Yeah, and I always dreamed about going to a dealership and fucking ordering a Beamer, yeah. like telling them I want it blue and I want the the this stitch and I want a six speed and watching it being built in Germany and and calling used to call a hotline for updates and, and give the last seven digits of your VIN number and they'd be like your vehicle is being painted. <laughs> you're like, I know you. I know you're loving that. I loved it, bro. <laughs> Literally, I was like your age, bro. I graduated. I moved to Detroit. I got a job as a program manager in the automotive industry for a supplier that made fuel tanks. Okay. And year one, it was awesome. I was in the 435. I was all young. I was fucking like, I killed it. I got an engineering degree. I'm doing a thing. Year two, it's beginning to be like, fuck, dude, this thousand. And I, have a, I only have 24,000 kilometers a, a year I'm allowed on this car. Really? So, and I'm way over. So then you, you got to pay more. So I'm, I'm not, no. I, I went, I drove so much in year one. Year two, I was like, okay, now I got to. I just you gotta walk to catch up. <laughs> yeah. So now I don't have money to spend because I'm in debt because I don't have money to put towards my debt, and I can't really go anywhere because I'm way over on my kilometers. And that was the moment that I was like, "Oh my god!" And I'm sitting there in Detroit alone. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, what, the like, what fuck? am I doing? And I hate my job. Yeah. What the fuck did I do? Bro, not like car culture in general man like i got so many of my friends now like always talking about like i want to get this car i want to get this that's car. a brown and arab boy <laughs> thing bro tim hortons you got the fucking cold air intake bro you know what i mean yo you hear it yo when i downshift she fucking you hear that whistle that's nice that's nice <laughs> bro but shout out my my dad is like the complete opposite like shout out my dad a few years ago he's like i need to get a new car this guy was searching for the cheapest brand new car he could find and he got a nissan micra 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 yeah you came micra it's like i'm pretty sure it's a micra <laughs> bro this guy i think he told me it was eight grand for brand a new? brand new car yeah and i'm like bro there's probably like it's probably like two horsepower in there but it it, but it what goes, does it do man? it takes you from point a to point b exactly it's good on mileage the ac works the ac works that's all you need, bro. That's all you, that's all you need, and that's why for me, that's all. Like when I get a car, that's smart. I'm, just, I'm, I'm getting a car that because it's it's just one of those investments that, like, immediately depreciates. Yeah, like they say, you know, you don't want to invest in anything that uh, isn't appreciating, right? Which is hard. I mean, we buy clothes, we buy all this shit, exactly. but like. If you have that love, it's a tough love when you grew up broke because you attach it to things. I didn't. It wasn't like it was past logical. I knew it was stupid financially. I was just like, I got it. I learned a hard lesson that being able to pay it, the payment doesn't mean you can afford it. Yeah. <laughs> being able to pay it and afford it are two different things completely, right? Because exactly. I had to shift my, I had to leave my apartment and rent a one bedroom with a, with two other dudes. And my my room was 300 a month and the car was a G a month. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was like, you're living with, you're living with you said two other guys, three other yeah, guys? Yeah, when there be my boys, there's no regrets there. But yeah. like, I'm downsizing my living my eating everything to drive a BMW to drive a BMW. Yeah. It's like the and And if I liked my job, then maybe it would have been a different thing. That was just a stupid financial decision. But the fact that like the whole, everything I was doing in engineering was just supposed to take me to a level to be like, to convince myself that I realized success. Yeah. I did the thing, the thing I was, since I was six or like 10, my parents would be like, you're going to be an engineer. And I'm like, I'm going to be an engineer. <laughs> And and, 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 for and what came 20, out of it? 12 years, like, I'm just like, I'm going to be an engineer. I hated school. Exactly. I hated the courses. But I was like, no one likes school. Yeah. That was my thinking. Like, no one likes the degree they're doing. Yeah. You know? And all the, all those things that happened to you, they happened from what? From a job that you didn't even enjoy. Exactly. Exactly. But is an amazing lesson to get early on. Because I hate to have that at 35 yeah. with three kids 
and a fucking six hundred thousand dollar mortgage, yeah. you know. And bro, that's why I got like I've had friends who like after first year of university, they're like, oh man, I don't like this at all. Like I don't think this is what I want to do. But like maybe it's too late. And I'm like, bro, first year of university is nothing compared to full time job, all this debt. You're in your thirties, like Jump bro, ship. screw the one year. Yeah. And like sure, you lost a couple grand on some class. Like I did that my first year. Um, I didn't get into sport media, so I did a, I did basically like a like a bridge program where I could have went into law or sociology after. And that was one of the worst years of my life. I hated it, and I wasted this money. But I'm like, bro, I I just threw it away, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go into sport you took media. Took the L exactly, and went into something you want, right? Yeah. I, I know people are like two years into something they definitely don't like, and it's a four year. It's like, but I I should do the two years. Yeah. I'm, and I'm like, I'll a long time degree. ago, I used to be like, yeah, for sure. Now I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. It's sunk cost. You know what I mean? It's a sunk cost fallacy of like, I already invested two. It's wasting the two. It's like, no. It's wasting if you the go four into, if, you, if you do another If two. you go into a movie, pay $20, and 20 minutes in, you're like, this movie fucking sucks, right? And it's a two-hour movie. Are you winning by staying another hour and 40 minutes? You're just wasting G- your time. Exactly. You already spent the you money. You already <laughs> spent the thing. So like the lo- that logic, it's like, dip. Yeah. You know you don't like it. What are you doing? You lost the money. Accept that. People can't accept that they wasted money. And school's even worse because you're talking about this this movie theater analogy. If you stay, you're just wasting your time. You already paid for the ticket. If you do it with school, you're wasting your time and your money because you have to pay for the rest of the, you have the to other years too. You paying. Exactly. They're like, yeah, I spent 20 so far. I'm going to have spent that 20. I'm going to have wasted that 20 if I don't drop another 20 yeah. and pay the 40 to get the thing that I definitely don't want to work in. Makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. just just for the degree. Well, what are you going to do with the degree if yeah. you don't want to study, if yeah, you don't yeah. want to go into that field? What's I, the point of the degree? Again, my one of my best friends, Fahad, when I was in second year university, went through this exact thing. We lived together. And he hated science. He was doing a science degree because he's Pakistani parents. He has to do fucking something. But yeah. he, he loves real estate. You know? And he's like, bro, I'm thinking about dropping out and doing my real estate license. I'm like, bro, man, don't fucking do it, man. Just finish the science degree, dog. I'm second year in university. I hate my shit. How but deep in was he to the science program? We were both second year. Okay, so you're just one year in and you're in your second like year? We finished year. one year okay. and we're starting second gotcha. year. Gotcha. And I'm like, man, do it, bro. I'm like, bro, just finish it. What are you doing? That's stupid, right? He ended up not taking my advice. Good man. Yeah, he dipped. He got his real estate license and it was like the best movie ever did in his life. He's killing it in real estate. and He's like, he's the most go-getter guy I know. Like, I love this dude to death. He fucking, like, you know, people are like, I want to make an app and like have an app idea. Most people never will do anything. I have yeah. a sick app idea and nothing will come of it, right? This guy got on the fucking world like, internet, found developers in like all these countries, quoted different developers, built this app. Real estate app? No, not a real estate app. Oh. It was like a deal app where okay. it's like, I forget, like it ended up falling through, but he dropped money on it and he made a serious attempt and invested serious time to make this thing work. And I was like, man, kudos to you. It failed, but like, but who does that? Yeah. No one does that. And he took all his real estate gains. Like it was a passive thing. He's the type of person that knows everything is fleeting, you know? So it's like real estate game is good right now, but I can't have all my eggs in this basket. I got to be like doing this. I'm looking at franchising. I'm like, he's like, he started another company now. He's a serial entrepreneur. He had no business being in that fucking science degree. That I was like, finish it, yo. <laughs> you know? So it's funny how like hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Absolutely. But if he listened to me and just listened to his peers and didn't follow his gut, he would have he been a, in a worse position. A hundred percent. 
Yeah, bro. It's it, And there's so many people in that position, whether it's pressure from their parents, feeling like it's the only option they have, or they're already a year or two or three in, and they don't want to, they can't go back now, or a lot of it, they're, they're afraid of going back, because now it's like, at least with this thing that I don't enjoy, there's a path. You know, you can see what you're going to do, but if you don't follow it's that path, unknown. now, yeah, now, now what are the options? Yeah, 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 which I do get, and I do empathize with. That's a scary thing, but... I'm just happy that you fucking didn't go into law and you did this shit. So now what I want to know is what, what, like, what's good for you now? Like, are you trying to get a job at TSN or like, yeah, what's so the deal now, bro? Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll Can you parlay this audience into it somehow? It's, it's a very good question, which I still don't really have an answer to. So out of uh, our fourth year of university, got to get an internship. So I did an internship at TSN. Uh, enjoyed it. It was, it was it was a great job. I, I very much enjoyed it. And there's potential of me. Um, is Tro- is TSN Toronto Sports Network? Uh, it's uh, the sp- I think it's the Sports Network. It actually I the T so. stands for the. I think that's no I, way. I might be wrong, bro. And I worked there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. You you, you don't just, work there. Oh, you did not, work. I there. did. Yeah, I did yeah, not yeah. anymore. Yeah. There's there's a chance that I might return, but it was just an internship. So the internship finished. Um, but you know, in terms of what I'm doing right now. Like we're talking about it. For me, happiness is the most the important. The sports thing. network, you're right. Hey, let's go. The D stands for the. Yeah. Like, that's so black. But <laughs> like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put a T in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So right now, like like I said, the most important thing for me is finding something that I enjoy doing. So right now, I don't have a ton of expenses. I'm living at home. I just graduated. Um, so. TikTok has, I've been getting more and more sponsorships. You asked me about that. So I've been making a little bit of money on that. Um, And like I said, not too many expenses, but down the road, I definitely want to see what TikTok has for me in the future. And like you said, I don't want to have all my eggs in one basket. That's kind of one of the reasons why I started the podcast, because I feel like not just I can do what I want to do, but down the road, if the podcast becomes becomes something big, I can maybe make some money off that as well. Um, But the future, sports is definitely not out of the future at all, but I like to be on air in front of the camera or in front of the microphone, that kind of stuff. Do they do they have like alumni who goes, you know, if you guys want to do well in this thing, you're best to do A, B, and C. Like, do they tell you like what is an early graduate? What is their entry into any of these fucking things? Like I'll, what a junior field reporter? Yeah. Like what is it? See, the, the thing with sport media is it really depends on what area you specialize in. What's your like, favorite sport? Basketball. Yeah? Yeah. We got now we're cutting kind of Jesse Georgie, and then you're like on the court. You know what I, I bro, mean? Bro, I did that. I did that for Ryerson. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, so I'm here with uh, JV Mukama. JV, you had 17 points in the first half. Uh, what do you guys need to do to get it done in the the rest of this game? Like that. Yeah, we just gotta hustle. Oh, we just gotta hustle. <laughs> the the follow through is good. You know, we just just run the plays that we ran in, in practice. Just get back to practice. Yeah, you know, we gotta get back on defense. You know, there a lot of their points are coming in transition, and uh, you know, uh, you know, we we really gotta get back and play defense. And I think we'll we'll pull out this W. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like. That it's funny to me how I I do a whole bit about how like <laughs> like uh, I do a whole like balding bit and a lot of it is on LeBron <laughs> and uh, I'm like if you watch LeBron leave the court at the end of the game his hair is in a totally different state than when he walks into that when he walks into that fucking press conference that shit looks nice bro I don't know what science he has in the or what people magicians he has in the back room but they're fixing that shit quick have you bro. ever seen uh, Carlos Boozer no, who's Bro, that? So Carlos Boozer is a guy who used to play in the league. He, he, he was solid. Is but he tragically bald? Yeah, so search oh, wait, up, search up uh, Carlos, Carlos Boozer. Boozer. B-O-O-Z-E-R. And Alcoholic? Just, 
Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> and put up his hair. And you'll see, you'll see, this guy, like, used to put, like, it was, like, shoe polish on his head to make it look like he had some hair. Oh, and, like, would God, line it up. Damn. It's brutal. That's it's a brutal. damn shame. But, yeah, and, like, he'd, like, be sweating during the, oh, yeah. And it's, like, yeah. dripping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, it's rough. This is why I need a producer. <laughs> Do you have a producer, by the way? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so, uh, his name's Chris. Yeah. So I, I rent out the, the studio that, that I am. Um, gotcha. And it comes with the producer. Comes with the yeah, audio gotcha. engineer, producer, all that stuff. So they cut the clips and everything for me. So it's it's, it's a dope. It's a dope deal. Love place. And, it, and it's in Whitby. So for me, it's like a 10 That's, minute drive. It's yeah. Perfect. It's a great way to start like that. A hundred percent. I had to bring it into the home. Like once you like go many episodes in, you're going to have to bring it to your home. Yeah. And maybe even he'll end up reaching or you can maybe keep it out there. Who knows? Right. Yeah. But for I think me, it comes down to once I start, if I can start getting some sponsors, that kind of stuff, then. We'll see, but that's going to take a while, you know? It takes, yeah. It takes a while. As long as you like it and you like the guests you're doing, Absolutely. then at least it doesn't become work. Yeah. And the fact that the producer's covering that, that makes that shit easy. But For sure. This hairline is fucking tragic, bro. <laughs> it's Actually, I have, my bit is, especially as a as a, a fan of Dragon Ball, I'm like, LeBron, as a as an anime fan, let me just tell you, LeBron's not going to reach his final level until he buzzes his hair, okay? <laughs> it's holding him He's back, bro. got that bro. Vegeta hairline. <laughs> exactly, bro. I'm telling you, LeBron... Is being held back. It's it's the basic rules of hidden potential. Yeah. You know, yeah. he has to cut that shit and be fucking dunking on. I'm everybody. just surprised he hasn't either gone bald or like gone to Istanbul for some hair transplant. Bro, it doesn't work with the bro. Again, <laughs> I cover all this on stage, but it doesn't work with black guys. That really? curly hair shit, that hair transplant shit doesn't for seem real? to. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never seen it work with like, unless you're, they're like mega rich. Then yeah. I don't know what. The hair science they're bro, doing. My, my best friend, he's uh, he's Ethiopian, and we have this conversation all the time. Is like, his hairline he, fucked he up? He has terrible hair genetics. His dad, his dad's bald. His brother's been bald like since the twenties. Born bald. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So like, he's like, bro. He's like, I don't care. People can diss me. I'm going to Istanbul. I'm getting hair. So you're saying it's not gonna work, eh? Or it probably Man, won't work. Well, God, you know, what I mean, God, <laughs> God bless be- your guy, bro. <laughs> I actually would like him to go and attempt it for science and come back. I'll let you know. I'll send, I'll send you the before and after. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck. It's uh, it's rough for us out here. I, I don't only good thing is that b- being black and bald works you know? oh absolutely that's, that's, that's the only I, blessing like, i don't think lebron would look bad bald no he wouldn't he'd look way better than he does now with this the f- huge spot in the back of his head and the hairline going further and further back exactly it's like hey lebron you're a billionaire <laughs> just shave it just like no one's like what are people gonna like you're the he's you're like, one of the yeah, greatest basketball players it, of all time exactly what, what are people gonna say to you oh your hairline jordan's bald jordan's exactly. been bald exactly kobe bald yeah. All the, all the great. Yeah, exactly. I don't get it, man. Cut it, LeBron. What are you doing? Dunk on everyone and cut it. That's my fucking guy, dude. Man, it's crazy out here. Have you noticed a shift in like the the whole TikTok? Uh, th- TikTok is like an ocean or yeah. like a fucking river with currents, bro. I like been posting shit and like it does well and then it like doesn't do well. Yeah. And then I have to like reinvent a, a thing and it switches again. I stopped doing TikTok when the only way I could fucking get anything to do well was Stitch. Mm. I'm like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking bro, about. A lot, of, like, a lot bro, of my right stuff that does well like, is duets. Yeah. When, bro, at one point, what what was it? Six months ago, seven months ago, they're like, man, only do duets and stitches. Only do... It's like, that's what I fucking hate about TikTok. It's like... It's 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 a mystery. I don't trust. I, I it's fleeting. To be yeah. honest with you, I don't trust TikTok. No, I'm with you because the numbers don't add up. I don't know about these numbers at all because everyone on TikTok, you know what? There's a common story across the board. When you start posting and you like very early on, they make one of your videos viral. 
So you get like hooked on the creation. Yeah. All of the people. It happened to you. Yeah. It happened to me. Right when I saw that big number, I was like, yo, I this is me. And I went in hard and I gave it a lot of time. But it's like now that I haven't been posting a lot, even if I have a good idea and I go back in, it they don't they don't support it. The algorithm doesn't support it because you're not a consistent poster. Yeah. So it's like the, there's all this politics built into it that favors the people who like live and die by creating content for this fucking platform yeah no man the algorithm no one knows exactly how it works but i i 100 agree with you and like i've spoken with you know nima right when nima got blocked off it yeah yeah he yeah. just came back but oh, he got back on yeah he got back on literally i think yesterday yesterday two days ago i saw his video i'm like hey good to see you back man yo welcome back my guy <laughs> i saw his videos on there too i thought they were just playing his videos while he was blocked because yeah. it's fucking tiktok yeah but bro, so what happened with Nima? And because him and I were talking about, we met we met a few months ago, um, and we we're just we we're just shooting the shit, just talking about like how's TikTok been for you? How's TikTok been for you? And um, like we he he said something that is the exact same with me, and it's happened to me now maybe three or four times. But it's like TikTok, I've had like waves where like three weeks in a row, like three weeks straight, because I post every single day, or I try to post every single day. Three weeks in a row, every video is hitting, like hundreds of thousands of views, every single video. And then I'll have these stints where it's like three weeks where like everything's getting way, like not even 10% of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and like all 9,000, yeah. 7,000 views. And it's like, and it's like, bro, the, I'm not making different content. It's yeah. the exact same content I was making three weeks ago, but now it's getting a tenth of a that's percent. What I'm that's and I'm like, bro, what is that? And he was telling me the same thing. He's like, bro, it happens to me too. You just gotta ride. You gotta ride the wave. And and I've rid the wave three times, and I've come out of it. But yeah, it, it sucks when you get put in these, in these laws where it's like, man, like I'm not getting views. I'm not gaining followers. I'm not doing this. And that's why, bro, this numbers game. It's so dangerous. Like in the beginning, it messed with my head so much. Like getting fall, I need followers. I need more followers. I gained a thousand followers today. Why did I only gain a hundred followers today? The numbers messed with me. Oh, man. without messed a doubt. And kid, that's when I was in that too. Where it's like, once you start getting like, once you see that like two thousand followers in a day. Yeah. That and it's that hard to red update. It's hard to go. It's hard back. to go back to three comments, two followers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Could you imagine being fucking 16, 17, hot chick, like little girl who's on there killing it, and she has like a hundred million followers? Yeah. Could you imagine what that's doing to your psyche? It's it, bro. It that messes with you. You to a thing that's not even reality. Like, yeah. like these, like all of the ones who are killing it are like hot tweens is yeah. really what it is right and guys who have their hair sideways like this you <laughs> know what the, i mean the Bieber cut. Yeah, yeah yeah that and like that's the majority of who's murdering it. and that one black guy who does this thing oh who, uh, i'm Cavie not Lane, yeah I think i'm not mad at him yeah, 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 yeah no I'm he's jokes he's jokes he's gonna kill Bro, life he's uh i think he's number two now on tiktok he passed addison ray i think she was number two and he's number two now yeah like, like the addison ray represents what m the majority of being successful on tiktok and is she's leveraging it she you know she's on a netflix show now Okay, like I'm not surprised by it, but, yeah. but she had like a, every person in the world was following her. Yeah. So everyone will say, everyone will get her on like their platform, exactly. their eyes, right? But like for the most part, it's like <sighs> these people getting this type of like simulated popularity thing early on. It's like how do you can't really come back from that? Watch ten years from now, it's gonna be like that TikTok house thing in LA is gonna be the very depressing, sad version of it in ten years, yeah. where it's like they were the TikTokers of twenty twenty one, and now they're fucking you know like doing game show shit in LA, bro. I'm 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 telling you, man, it is it's it's dangerous. It's it's super dangerous for me. 
it took me a long time to just to get over the numbers and be like, yo, I can't be worrying about this video doing well, that video not doing well, because you start putting value on kind of like yourself. You're like, well, no, I can do better than this. I can do better than this video. It's like, man, there's nothing wrong with the video. There could be something wrong with the video, but not all the time. Maybe it's just the algorithm is not working for you. You know what yeah, I mean? I used to have it written up there like a little, like a couple little sayings that I would read all the time. And one of them for that reason specifically, because most of COVID, I dropped a video a day. And like I was doing what you're doing, like hard content creation, yeah. right? So, and this, I had one saying in there that said, uh, I read in one book sometimes said, uh, do your work and do it well and then let go and let God. Do your best and step the fuck back because it's so hard to do that. But in reality, you only can control the product, right? And if you are like, as long as you monitor, I'm making a good product, I'm not just like mailing it in with some garbage, then whatever happens with the result is not, it's it's in the universe. It's gone. It's out of your hands. And it's fucking hard, right? Yeah. Because you're like, this is just as, this is funnier than the other thing I made. Yeah. It's fucking bombing. And bro, the thing is, no matter how big you get, it's never enough. Oh, of all, course. You, you'll, you'll be at a thousand, you'll be at a thousand followers and be like, man, look at this guy. He's got 2,000. You'll be at 2,000. Like, that guy's got 10. Or like even when I was at a hundred thousand, like I thought, I thought for me, hundred thousand, I was gonna be like, "Yo, I made it." As soon as I got a hundred thousand, bro, this guy's got two hundred thousand. Oh, and exactly. now I'm at three. I'm at like three sixty, three seventy, and I'm like, bro, I can't wait to get a million. There's no, it doesn't stop. So you have to take the numbers and throw it out the window, dude. I my whole thing in COVID was I want to get a hundred thousand followers. I got it, and like I checked out of TikTok, yeah. dude. I literally checked out because that driving thing, COVID was wrapping up, and that driving thing was gone. Where like. Because all I really wanted was that 100,000. And like you said, as soon as I got the 100,000, I looked at the million. I was like, now it's time. And then I was like, fuck, that's 10 times this. Like, I'm not even taking... It was literally like I hit it. Because you see it. You're at 99 point something. You know you're about to hit 100. I hit it. And it was shocked me how little it felt. Yeah, It shocked me. Like, you could have came into my house and given me Apple AirPods. And I would have been a hundred times happier yeah. than hitting that hundred grand, bro. Right? Absolutely, and it, it's it's dangerous because the numbers they just you don't even realize you have no what control they mean. over them. Yeah. Uh, who even knows? It's like a popularity meter yeah. thing. It's some weird shit. That's why I think starting a podcast is a really smart thing, especially considering you're good on the mic. You know, I think it'll help. You're clearly a creative guy, and I think it'll help your these sports passions yeah. that you have. It'll I hope actually, so. But honestly, like the biggest thing I want out of it right now, I just want to talk to people, meet people, to like get their point of view. Like that's that's like the biggest thing for me. I love learning people. I love like asking like, why do you think this way? Why why is your mentality this? Why is your mentality that? Like that's what I enjoy. And like it, so far, I haven't been worrying about the numbers with that. And I hope I continue to do that because for me, so many times, especially lately with TikTok, I I take a step back all the time now, and I'm like. Cause I just see a number, I see like three hundred sixty thousand. I'm like, ah, it's whatever. But then I think about like, you know how much three hundred sixty thousand yeah, yeah, is, yeah, or yeah, right? for you know how much a hundred thousand people, a hundred thousand people liked you enough to hit that follow button and be like, I like this guy's content. Like that's crazy. You got to remind yourself of that and not be like, well, this person's got a million. There's always going to be someone that's got more than you. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll leave it at this. But like, my second or third video that hit over a million views on TikTok. I was looking at my buddy's account who was like like my peer account. Whatever number you're at, you choose a couple peers and then you pass them and you make new peers that yeah. are at that new number, right? I 100% did that. You know what I mean? As soon as I started, I was like, oh, this guy's got like 30K. This guy's got 40K. Like that's, that's real that's, numbers. That's dope. Yeah. And I passed him and now it's just you like, oh, no, this person's it. got 500K. Exactly. Yeah. So I remember when I was there and I hit my, my a second or third video that hit a, a million, 
I remember just looking at the other guys and being like, he had like two videos more that hit a million. Yeah. And I just remember being so depressed of being yeah. like, fuck, how do I? And then it's like, you know what I mean? It's a fucking weird thing that never existed before the thing. And I, and I gave my whole worth to it because I was in the middle of COVID and nothing was happening. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, here's everything. I'll give you everything. Bro, I look at Pierre's videos and be like, how the how did that get 2 million views? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. my shit's way better than that. Yeah. And then, and then I think, bro, you got to get yourself out of that because it's like, bro, one, hating eating on yourself someone, alive. Yeah, hating yeah. on someone else is not going to do anything. Be happy for them. Yeah. Two, who gives a shit how many views it got? Who gives a shit how many views your video got? You gotta, you just gotta keep. You're keep eating pushing. yourself alive. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, okay, we're coming up on the end. I do something on the podcast where I ask three questions. Yeah. Uh, immigrant vibe. You gotta do say it. No you more. know, tools of the trade, of or actually rules of the trade. Rather, I don't know which one people say, but we'll I think we'll continue. Either way, <laughs> <laughs> Nissan Micro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, okay, I gotta know. Yeah. Were you beat? But. Yes and no. Not I. I cannot say I was like fully like I was like my mom would like pull, your Somali friends. Yeah, <laughs> like my mom would pull up pull up the slipper yeah. and hit me on the ass. Yeah. My dad never did. Okay. Uh, he yeah. My dad's like a super, like he became as a softy. Softy, yeah, and like very like he came to Canada. Like I feel like a lot of a lot of immigrants come to we'll say Canada for example. A lot of people come to Canada, and but they don't want to become Canadians. They want to be. An Egyptian in Canada. They want to be... Of course, of course. They want to yeah. be Sudanese in Canada. You know what I mean? Yeah. They want to do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, you should absolutely bring your culture to whatever Minimum country you Minimum effort to. to get integration. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. They don't want to learn at all about Canadian culture or the way things are done around here. So my dad was different. This is that when he came here, I think he very much was like, okay, how are things done around? Like, I want to learn how things are done around here and... I'm not saying that's the reason why he didn't beat me, but yeah, it did, didn't happen off. My mom would, would come like, up with really the slipper. Roundings. Once mm. <laughs> just talk, step down eye to eye, and just talk, talk it through. Them. Mm. Yeah, why'd you do this, Jesse? Yeah. What? <laughs> you were past your curfew, like uh, no. <laughs> so your dad, pretty like he actually was like pretty Canadian about the whole thing, and your mom would hit you with the slipper. Hit me with the slipper once, but it was always like one of those things where I don't think she was hitting me as hard as she could. Like, it okay, was just like, ah, yeah, well, of course, don't of do course, that, don't do course. that, da, 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 da. yeah. Okay, so you had it on the light side, okay? Very much okay, so, Okay, sick, sick, sick. Okay, second question, uh, and keep in mind, you can answer this for any side. Your mom, is, was your mom born in Egypt, by the way? She was, yeah. Yeah? And you went to Egypt, but you don't remember it? I don't remember any of it, no. Man, There's a picture of me riding a camel. That's all I know. That's it? Yeah. That's, so, <laughs> so that's all picture. you need, bro. Well, for the gram, for the gram. Have pyramids in the yeah. background yeah. on the oh, camel. Oh, I, I got that pic, by the <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. I that's literally have need, that brother. same pic. You'd never have to go back again. Yeah. <laughs> you got the thing, you know? Maybe one with a mummy, but fuck <laughs> it. The pyramids is the thing. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, what's uh, what's something that either I either side, but what's something that your parents do from either the Egyptian or the Iraqi side that only you've seen those people do, whether it's from th that side of the family or that side of the family. But you only seen them do. Oh, that's My example I get for Sudanese people is uh, Sudanese people are the only people who have like a, a, a living room with only, uh, with no couches and all twin beds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> twin mad, beds. Yeah, mad twin beds. Like instead for of a couch. Or like no, everyone is chilling on, uh, there's instead of, Couches, there's beds. So really? the guests, guest sits on a bed and they go sideways when they... We're a very chill society yeah. in Sudan. We're chilling, you know? That's tough. I, I think 
it's kind of similar to yours, but having having couch, like having that one room that nobody goes into. It's only for when like the fancy saloon. people, yeah, exactly. yeah. And then you have like they'll have the couches, but they'll have the plastic wrap on it that no one needs, no one wants it. It's so uncomfortable. That's how I know that all those those Mediterranean cultures all came from the same thing because every the Arabs do that, the Italians do that, the Greeks do that. Uh, uh, the the nice living room with like pristine lab level cleanliness yeah. that is like and like grand Saddam Hussein palace couch <laughs> that is like what the but fuck bro, and it's the the normal gray couches in the living the family room it's it's still worse over like, the especially with the cleaning like bro every day I see my mom slave to keep the house clean and like she doesn't understand that like compared to like like I go to my friends' houses and I'm like not that they have dirty houses yeah. but like comparing my house to their I'm like bro my mom think like her version of dirty is like the cleanest house that I've ever seen and oh. but, like she'll take one speck of dust no the house is we can't no your girlfriend's coming over we have to clean the whole house I'm like bro relax like just chill that's that Arab mentality shit where they're cleaning the hell out of it there's they got the 99 names of Allah behind <laughs> it you know it's every it's like every living room is the same living room uh, okay, final question is, and again, this is kind of confusing because you got the Egyptian and the Iraqi side, but who is uh, like the butt of jokes? Like when your parents talk shit, who they be like, don't be like a, or like, this guy's a fucking, you know what I mean? Like, Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, like who's the, who's the butt of jokes? You know what I mean? I don't know who's who's yours. Who's I need to I need to think about the this. The Sudanese will do Egyptian stuff, and a yeah. lot of times it'll be Yahudis, like Jews. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, like that old like racist shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, that on the Sudanese side, that's what it is yeah. for the most part. Honestly, I think, I think, <laughs> I think it's white people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I remember, like growing up, my mom would always joke about like. Like you gotta, you gotta be with an, you gotta be with an Arab girl because she has to cook for you. She's like, white people can't. She's like, I don't want to just have someone that's gonna make you macaroni and cheese and this. And I'm like, mom, they're like, white people cook more than just macaroni and cheese. But to her, it's like Arabs are the only. It's not even just white people. But it's like Arabs are the only ones that know how to cook. Yeah, Ask right. Arab, I'm like, mom, you need to open up your eyes. You need to broaden your horizon. And it's funny now because my girlfriend is a, is a white, not she's Polish, but like white. So does she cook well? Oh, she's honestly. I hope my mom's not listening to this. She's a way better cook than my mom. Yeah, way better cook. Way better. <laughs> that's hilarious and she honestly, is watching this with a single tear growing up it was like i thought my mom was such a good cook and now that i've had other people cook for me i'm like bro my mom ain't shit <laughs> <laughs> bro you're gonna go home right now your shit's not gonna be in your room this this episode's not even live you my know? bed's outside she feels it <laughs> mother intuition she's gonna feel that she's shit. texting me right now <laughs> yeah you're done fam she, she's a toronto man all of a sudden <laughs> The waste youth, or, uh, dude. But okay, this has been a pleasure, man. Homie, please. I want you to look in that camera and let the people know where they can find you. Uh, so for anyone who wants to check me out on TikTok, uh, my handle is at Georgie, J-A-U-R-J-I. Or if you want to check out my podcast, it's called The Georgie Vibe. It's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. So check it out. Abbas, I appreciate you for having me, man. Bro, this has appreciate been a pleasure. It. As always, uh, the podcast and his handles will be in the description below. No need to remember it. Just scroll down. Uh, from my end, please support the podcast. Check out patreon.com slash the immigrant section. Everything you hear, you see and hear is uh, all done in-house. Uh, that would be amazing. And there are bonus episodes every week and behind-the-scenes content. So check that shit out. Brother, I'd love to get on your pod one of these days, okay? Absolutely. You want to come down? It's in Whitby. You're down to make have a me, drive? Yeah, I have a buddy in Whitby. We'll link him up. 100%. We'll book it after. We're about to book it Sounds right here. Good. Absolutely, bro. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We'll talk after. But yo, until next time, y'all have been the best. I hope you enjoyed. 
Peace. Peace.